yo, yo, what up, podcast family? And shout out to all my soon-to-be subscribers. Welcome to Everybody Somebody. I'm your host, Jason Snow, and thank you for tuning in. Wherever it is you get your podcast, make sure you like this and subscribe to this. Show me some love. Now let's hop into this next episode. Yo, 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 yo. We back with another episode. Today with me, I got my little sister with me. Nay, nay. Well, let me go. Her real name is Jasmine. But for all of those people that know her, we all call her Nay, nay. Nay, nay. Say, what's up? Hey, what's up, y'all? Yeah, man. So as you as you know, I've been running down the list of all my family members, and I still got more to to hit up. But me hopping into this 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 podcast world, um, and on you know everybody somebody. I just want to really just get a, a more in-depth view of, you know, a lot of my family members' lives because, I mean, we're all growing and we're all going our different routes and different places through life. And we don't know everything about each other, like, even though, like, we're blood, I mean, we're, we're blood brothers and sisters, but everybody don't know everything about each other, you know, because everybody's going different routes. So, you know, I'm in college, you in college, or you back at home, and I'm moved here, so everything that kind of went on in our lives, like we all don't really know like what each other like went through or, you know, all the things that they experienced. So that's pretty much what my whole purpose uh, is on this podcast is to just, you know, take a deep dive into everyone's lives and just, and just hear from them about it. Like, you know, stories or experiences they've went through that I, I maybe didn't know. So that's pretty much the whole, you know, deal with the podcast. So we're going to start right off. It's 2021. Um, 2020 is over with, but 2021, we got Kamala Harris, you know, as the, as the first female VP in office and then the first minority. So black, and I think she's of Indian descent as well in office. So just seeing that, and I asked Sarah the same question as well. So I'm actually, I'm asking you as well. How did you feel like seeing Kamala walking down the steps, you know, being introduced as the new VP of the United States? It, it was breathtaking, really. Um, it's, you know, to see where we've come so far, still have a lot, long way to go, but just so far, just to see that as a black woman, you know, who would have thought that we would actually live to see that? You know, she's very accomplished. Um, she, all the things that she had to go through to get to where she, she's at right now. The vice president of the biggest <laughs> and most popular country in the entire world, like of this empire, it was amazing and very, like I said, very breathtaking. Um, and I applaud her for everything that she's had to endure and everything that she will endure and just how strong of a woman she is. So it was definitely a great, great moment in history to witness. Yeah, it was, man. Um, uh, seeing it, uh, you know, Barack Obama do it, you know, as the, as the, as the head man, as the president. And then, you know, what is it? Is it eight years? I would, I remember the night that that happened, Obama. I was actually a freshman at Bowling Green. 
Um, I was a freshman at Bowling Green, and um, when they announced that he was the president, you just it seemed like every black African American minority student that was at Bowling Green, you just saw them all around campus, just storming the campus. We all were at the student union, just singing, dancing, praising. It was, that was probably one of the best things that I've ever experienced. It was amazing. Um, and then at that time, like that was when Jeezy's song, My President's Black came out. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they just had that song on speakers. Like they had cars, everybody was playing it. And then we all were outside in the circle singing it. And then we ended it with prayer. And it was, it was really amazing. I had never seen anything like that. So yeah. For when sure. That, when that joint, when that joint <laughs> dropped, it was it was going crazy with that uh my president is black man that, that joint crazy. was hot. I still be playing that just to play it, but yeah, that well, especially when Obama, you know, once he got nominated and he was in, man, that song was, right there. Yeah, was just, it, it was crazy. Definitely, definitely, I was definitely happy to be able to be there in that moment. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, I'm happy and I'm proud to say, you know, that we've both lived through, you know, two historical moments where like our like um you know some of our grandparents or some of our parents wouldn't believe like it would happen and it happened like and, and we've been through it um hopefully it continues to be more you know more minorities it doesn't have to be black but just more minorities that get nominated for higher positions um we we know how this world is and how people are um and it's a struggle and it'll continue to be a struggle but I just I just pray that, you know, it continues to be more minorities, man, that get a chance to be, you know, leaders of something. They don't have to be the president or vice president and just companies, you know, that basically, they just have a chance. Right. It's just basically le- leveling up, you know, um, being more than what, you know, people think that we can be leveling up, being our own bosses and even just being great you know, great people of this world just actually making a difference. Like you don't have to necessarily have a top office. You don't necessarily have to be an entrepreneur. Just being someone that's inspirational. Oh, and yeah. that's what we need, you know, more of, you know, um our community, minorities, black people, every all of that. I just look forward to seeing everybody being successful and just walking in their you know, in their lane, in their purpose, and being successful in it. So it's definitely something that I, you know, enjoy seeing and witnessing and can't wait to see more. Oh, yeah, no doubt. All right, cool. So we geeked about Kamala, you know, hopefully, you know, her and Joe Biden, you know, come out and do what they said they were going to do. Um, We know it's going to be some opposition to that, but just like Barack, he had opposition from the jump. He was able to do some things, you know, most importantly, the, uh, the Obamacare, excuse me, the um, Affordable Care Act. But yeah, man. So, yeah, hopefully uh, they can do it. So let's hop into, you know, the meat and potatoes, the real conversation. <laughs> and that is our household dynamic. So you are raised in a house with three bro- three boys or four, four boys. So your dad. Me, Jerome, Jawan. So you got three brothers, a dad, mm-hmm. and it's you and mom. 
How do you feel like how how was it to be the only girl in the house? Well, only daughter, you know, besides mom, but only girl in the house with like three boys and a dad. Uh, yeah, I was a tomboy, but a girly girl at the same time. Like I had my moments. It was basically like I loved hair. I had loved the color pink. I loved doing girly things, but then I was kind of a roughneck as well. Like I was playing basketball. Y'all had me in the basement playing rough and tumble, <laughs> like outside <laughs> playing football, baseball, all that. So I, and it was basically to the point like, okay, you either going to be upstairs playing dolls the whole time, or you going to be out with your brothers playing these games, video games, all that. So it was like, you know, best of both worlds type thing, which I enjoyed it, you know? And then, you know, dad, he always liked to wrestle and seeing how strong I was and boxing and all this. So it, it was actually, it was good, you know? I um, had to learn to be tough. <laughs> I couldn't be no punk or anything, but it was, <laughs> it was different. Um you know, I, I enjoyed it. We actually had, and as I uh, tell people, I had a really good childhood. Like, we we had fun. We were little. We did. Even being the only girl, um, which I'm close with all of you guys. Like, I'm close with, we each have our own, like, relationship. But I'm close with every mm -hmm. last one of my brothers. So, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty, it was good. <laughs> So a part of you in, in, in the first, or I think the episode I'll talk with Juan, you know, I, I explained that uh, Garland, which is d Rev, your dad is not my dad. So he has another daughter. So you have another sister, but do a part of you wish that you had another sister like in the house with you along with us? So it kind of evened it out. Yes. <laughs> for sure i do and I, it's funny you can ask mom i used to always be like mom i want another sister and she would be like well you better ask your dad so <laughs> that's how that was but yeah it definitely would have you know been you know fun to have a sister in the house you know more girl time and you know just share things like that with the sister in the house um that we can do things together but you know I was, um, perfect. It was still a great time just, you know, having the relationships that I have with my brothers. And as you know, me and Latoya, we're still good. You know, we have a great, um, sister relationship. So, uh, I don't, you know, regret anything of that. But yeah, it still would have been fun having a sister in the house for sure. No doubt. Do you feel like you were, um, like you were treated differently? Like than, than the boys? Do you feel like, it was like, uh, you know, harder on you or more strict on you or how, how you feel like that was compared to how like me and Juan or Rome was treated. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that it was because I was the only girl, because to be honest, Juwan, he the baby. He was the mm -hmm. one that was spoiled. <laughs> mm -hmm. He ain't going to say he was spoiled, but Juwan, he the baby boy. He was spoiled. But um, <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say that I felt like I was just treated differently. But, you know, growing up, I did have to deal with other things, you know, with um, always being sick and things like that. So it was more so different. Um, so mom 
and dad, they did sometimes um, treat me differently. And in a, not in a bad way, but it was more so they were more hesitant with me, I think, because of, you know, uh, with me being overweight, having my health issues. So I don't think it was more so because I was the only girl. It was more so the things that I had to go through when I was young. Yeah, that makes and sense. So, yeah, because like everybody, we all, you know, we're pretty active. We all even, you know, we all had our own thing going on. But I would say that that would be the, you know, one thing that it was a little different when it came to us growing up. No, yeah, I definitely get that. Um, you know, having that, uh, you know, just going through some some of the elements that you have, yeah, and just and just being, you know, being overweight, it, um, I can see how you know, probably a little bit more hesitant to, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't say, I guess, I guess, it's just how they treated you, mm-hmm. just a little bit more sensitive to you, and then in and us three boys, obviously, you, you want to. It's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit harder for us anyway. You you want to you don't want to be like soft on the boys, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's how it was. Um, but yeah, it, other than that, it was pretty it was pretty good. You know, regrets. I enjoyed it. Me and you know, we still have like people would tell you like anytime you see me and mom. Anytime you see me, you see mom. Anytime you see mom, you see me. So it's like, and mom is, you know, one of my best friends. So we're always together, always doing stuff together. So yeah, she's. So that, that was actually going to be my next question. Is <laughs> like that that whole like mother daughter mm-hmm. dynamic. So like I'm, and, and you know this, I'm super close with mom because you are like mom's mom boy for sure. <laughs> because like you know that was, she's sure. all I had. Like so my. Right. Real dad mm-hmm. wasn't in my life, so to speak, as much uh, as as Garland G. Riv is. Um, so you know, mom is pretty much all I had. She was kind of mom and dad at the same time. So my relationship was with hers. I kind of feel like it may be the same. And it might this might sound weird saying this, but it it may be the same kind of as like a mother daughter relationship. Even though like she can't relate and I can't relate to like how women feel and think and everything, but just. You know, our bond is kind of like it's so close that it kind of feels like I would be her daughter. <laughs> it's so, as crazy as it sounds, it's like just because of what I went through of, you know, not having a father involved and just only having her and my grandma and, and other grandmas. So, yeah. How, how is how is that like, you know, that mom and daughter relationship? It's, it's awesome. You know, um, like I said, me and mom, she's mom is like one of my best friends. Um, even if we bump heads, you know, uh, I still, and she may not, you know, you know, understand, but I take a lot of things that mom say, like to the heart, like I, um, like her words really do, like, um, I look forward to, you know, her, um, what am I trying to say? I look forward to her advice. Like if there's anything that I go through or anything like that, like she's one of the first people that I look to, uh, when I need someone to speak to. Um, like I said, I take her words 
to heart. Um, because like I said, she's a woman. Um, she can, you know, really, um, understand something you know, a lot of things that I've gone through, whether it's just, you know, things that a woman goes through, relationships, schooling, anything like that. And then we um do things together. Also, you know, we um have our line dancing that we go to all the time where it's um something that we can with losing weight or something that we just have fun doing, even if we just want to go out, go shopping, anything. Like I know that um I can always depend on my mom. So no, no that doubt. is definitely no um something that uh she she was like pretty strict on us, on all of us, um going growing up. But, you know, the way she was, like, it wasn't to the point where, like, she would tear us down or anything. She has always been encouraging um, with us. And no matter what, even if it wasn't something that we wanted to hear, we knew that um, it was what she was saying was coming from the heart. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Um, She's definitely, yeah. For definitely sure. like that. For sure. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get her on here, too. In, in, oh, yeah. Here, and you know she's you know she going to be ready. <laughs> <laughs> you know she's gonna be ready. So I, I got a tough one for you right here. So okay. this right here is gonna be a tough question. Okay. Daddy's girl, mama's girl. Hmm. Uh a little of both. Um, I'm definitely a mommy a mommy's girl, but I'm I'm daddy's baby girl. I'm daddy's baby girl though, like um all the way through. Um, I'm baby girl. And you know, a lot of people don't know, but like he has like a little nickname for me. And I know like when he calls me this, like he like it's usually like if we haven't talked, which dad, he like joke around and all this, but it's definitely been times where we've had, you know, deep talks, whatever, or like if it was something I was going through and I know that like he was really concerned or anything like that, he would call me boots. Mm. So a lot of people don't know that. Uh, I don't think I've ever, really, ever heard him yeah. call you that before. Mm -hmm. He would call me boots. Um, so that was something. So like, I'm, I'm definitely baby girl. And I know that if I need anything from my father, he going to come through for me. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm a little of both. I got you. I got you. That's cool. That's cool. Boots. boots. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't mm -hmm. think I've ever heard that. Mm -hmm. He calls me boots. <laughs> That's cool. Hey, um, I know what I meant to ask you. Um, I remember. And this is a funny story. And this is going to lead me into my next uh, question for you <laughs> is when you were playing ball. Oh, Lord. At, <laughs> what was you? I think he was at Hartford. I think it was Hartford. I don't know if it was I Hartford. I don't know what you're going to say, too. Or if it was at a freshman at McKinley. But when you took that charge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I knew you was going to say that. Oh, oh man. Anybody listening to this, well, only like mom and like a couple, a handful of people know, or if mom have told them the story. But man, it's just something that you would have had to see to believe, man. It's just hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, and they love telling that story too. But I was, um, I was actually a, 
I was a freshman, I want to say. I was a freshman, and I want to say, were we somewhere in Akron or No, Cleveland? y'all was in Perry. I thought y'all was at Perry. No, I don't think we were in Perry. We were Still somewhere Perry, else. Oh. We were somewhere else because we had to travel to get there. I'm at but, that um, mom, <laughs> Yeah, I forget where we were, but yes. Um, it was, I took a charge, and... Mom, you know, mom, she's, she'd be exaggerating. <laughs> but she would tell you that when I took the charge, I bounced back up. <laughs> bounced back. I'm like, really, mom? But yeah, it's hilarious. Like, if you let them tell the story, yeah, it yeah. is hilarious. That's like, hilarious. it is so funny. And I'm like, all right. But yeah, um, it was like late in the game and it was a close game and the guard had came down and I stepped up, took a charge and then that's what it was. I didn't think that it was going to turn into <laughs> a comedy <laughs> segment. <laughs> yeah, you played play basketball. Did you play like, did you play seventh and eighth grade at Hartford? Yeah, I and played then all the way up until freshman year. Okay. All right. So this is, this, this is, this this, this, so, yeah. this is my next question. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having, and, and, and people know this from me explaining it, and I think in previous episodes, just coming from a family with, you know, so many like athletes and people that played pro and college and all that stuff. And you being in a household with, you know, mom being a, a basketball and volleyball player. And even, I think she played baseball when she was younger. Then your dad, you know, basketball, football, college football, NFL. Then your brothers, you know, me, Jerome, Jawan, we all play football, basketball, baseball, all the sports. Did you feel like you had some pressure on you to play a sport, knowing like both of your parents were athletes and play sports? Like, did you feel pressure that you needed to play a sport or did you kind of like really deep down in your heart, like want to just be like a cheerleader or just somebody to just kind of just watch? Honestly, no, I didn't feel pressured. I enjoy sports. I really do. Like um, us going to Uncle Eric's camp and Benny Frank's camp when we mm-hmm. was younger. That was yep. fun. I really enjoyed it. So I just stayed playing. Um, like I had played basketball fifth, fourth, fifth grade. Um, I just, played yep. in middle school. I played in high school. But, um, you know, and like I only played one year in volleyball in high school, one year in basketball, one year of basketball, yeah. which I probably should have stuck with basketball for sure. And you know, like all the way up until senior year, they would ask me every year to come out and play basketball. But I just stuck with uh, track and field. Track and field was my sport. Yeah, I forgot. I'm forgetting that you did track and field. You did shot put mm-hmm. and what else? I did shot put and disc. And disc. Yeah. I did shot put and disc and um. And then until I hurt my knee, like I wasn't, yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah, it was very fun, you know, going to track meets. That's probably the best times because you meet so many different people going to track meets with like invitationals and things like that. But yeah, I really had a great time because I love sports in general. Football is definitely my favorite to watch. I don't know. I just like the aggressiveness of it. So, definitely football, but like my favorite. All right, brownies. <laughs> but um, yeah. So um, basketball, 
are um in track and field are my other top two. But surprisingly, I like other sports too. Like I actually enjoy watching soccer. Oh yeah, soccer so is dope to watch. Soccer is um fun. fun I enjoy watching tennis, and then surprisingly, I really like watching hockey. Oh yeah, I, I um. I don't. I mean, I don't really know how I feel about hockey. I, I really don't keep up with it. And then being down here in North Carolina, they don't really they don't show right. it. Um, but hockey and is I definitely a dope sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because um, I figured it out because I used to watch, you know, especially when they play for the cup. But I actually went to hockey games in Bowling Green in college. Yeah, same same yeah. with me. Yeah, I had never I went- thought about hockey or watching hockey until I went to college. For sure. And I was like, yo, the atmosphere is crazy, Jason. Like, it really is. And when the game, I actually picked a really good game to go to. Um, We had played Michigan State. And Michigan State was the top team that mm. year. And, like, they went into overtime. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like, this is yeah, nuts. The guys. Yeah, like, it was actually a really good great game it was a great atmosphere and i'm like yo this is nuts so i'm like a lot of times i'll watch it and you know most times when the olympics come on we watch everything it's oh yeah everything we watch it especially like moms um you and mom don't y'all have like the ice shaming thing that y'all watch or something yep curling that's what it is (laughs) look mom she don't miss a meek she be on it yeah. But yeah, I really didn't feel any type of pressure. I did it because I really enjoyed it. I really like sports. Like I'm a sports head. Oh, I really yeah. just watch like watching the games. Yeah, I, I think you have any other choice. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but I'm actually pretty competitive. Like I am. I'm competitive. Mm. So um yeah, it was I enjoyed it for sure. All right. So Actually, let me go back to this. I'm going to tell a story about hockey, and then I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll ask you my next question. So, uh, like I said, I didn't I didn't even, like, really watch hockey or even really care about hockey until mm-hmm. I went to, to college, well, at Mercyhurst. And there you kind of had, like, a since it was, like, a smaller private school, um, there you had to, you know, each, each, each uh, team had to pick nights and go watch other teams play. So – it was like at the time, like during our season, you know, it's only because uh, basketball is considered like a winter sport. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got volleyball, uh, you got the women's basketball and then you have like hockey. Um, so we had went out to to watch the women's team. And for people who don't really know about like Mercer University, so it's in Erie, Pennsylvania. It's, it's on the belt. It's cold. Um but our women's hockey team, our women's and men's hockey team, and I think I want to say our wrestling too. Maybe I, I could be wrong, but the school is a Division two school. But the women's hockey team and the men's hockey team are the only Division one sports in the school. And our women's team was actually like super dope. They like when I was there at Mercyhurst, they went to the Frozen Four, which is the the final four of the hockey um, of NCAA hockey. So they went to the Frozen Four every year and to the championship game, the finals every year. And lost every year. So, like, they were they were dope. And them, all those oh, chicks yeah. were, like, from Canada, man. And, like, huge and, like, and just, just super dope uh, hockey players. Our guys' team was – I think they were kind of trash. But the girls' team, they I mean, they rarely lost. And, was, like I said, they were in the, the finals every year. So – and we went and watched them. And I, we actually went ice skating and all that other stuff at, on the rink. But just sitting there watching them, like, the girls were super aggressive, too. 
And then I was like, dang, man. Like, and that's what kind of really turned me into like watching hockey. And then I, every once in a while, I'll mess around and play hockey on Xbox. So I'm all, I'm, I'm all in on, I probably, I personally wouldn't play it, but I don't, I don't mind watching it. So like, yeah. you know, coming from where we come from, you know, it's kind of like, you know, football, basketball, and I guess you can kind of say baseball, but not so much baseball, but it's really primarily football, basketball. But once I went to college and, and learning and seeing all other sports, man, I was like kind of amazed that, you know, in our, in our area, we ain't got those sports, you know, like lacrosse. We don't got lacrosse. We didn't have, um, no, what, was no. it? what was that one? Uh, dang, what is that one sport? Man, like you don't have lacrosse, uh, rugby. They were talking about putting a rugby team together here, but yeah. it never, you know, it never went through. But you know, lacrosse, we don't have a lacrosse, we don't have um, a rugby, we don't have a hockey. Uh, they were actually thinking about they going hockey men's in volleyball too, huh? They got hockey, I mean, they got hockey in Cleveland, like. A lot of the private schools, and I think actually some of the public schools in Cleveland, they oh, yeah. have hockey just, teams. Just like, not they just didn't have it in our area. Yeah. yeah, not in our area. But um, And then another thing, which is crazy since we're talking about sports, I had saw something on Facebook talking about um, gymnastics. Like, why is it not a popular thing um, for, you know, in our community? Probably it's because expensive. they like... Yep, and that's what that's what a lot of people were saying. It was like, you know, you not in our community. You know, a lot, especially the ones, some bad ones. They're flipping everywhere. They can flip yeah. you out of the gym. Yet, they like we, they can't put that to use. Because do you know you can get a scholar? People don't understand that you can get a scholarship easy as long as you keep your grades up. And then you just do a sport and you're actually good at it. You can go to college for it. People don't understand how easy you can go to college doing track. Yeah. Like you can go to college. You you have good grades. You get good test scores and you're a great athlete. You don't have to be the best. You can just show hard work and um, show that you actually want it and you're determined. Yeah, they're going to look at you. And yeah, I think people just don't know. Some people don't know, and and some people just don't really care about those sports, which sucks. Um, I mean, knowing what I know now, I wish I probably would have played more sports. I mean, I know a lot of the sports wasn't like available to us in our our areas, right? But like for now, like it's no excuses for 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 younger kids anywhere to have access to those sports and know what those sports are and know that they can have a, get us, like you said, get a scholarship playing those sports and going on to college, you know, and furthering themselves. So, you know, a lot of those sports won't take you into a professional career, but at least get you in college and, you know, get your foot, oh, yeah. foot foot's in the door and then you, you just go from there. Um, uh, exactly. Oh, because you don't know, have to go professional. To just get into college, get a, de- get a degree, yeah. something for free. You ain't got to pay for it, you know? Oh yeah. I'm all in on free. Oh yeah, for real. <laughs> I know. What I want to say for another sure. sport that is crazy is, and I never knew what this was, or never even watched it was water polo. And how I found out is, I played it one day when I was my first year in college. I was at uh, Highland Community College in Freeport, Illinois, a junior mm-hmm. college. I was there, and we had like four. I want to say like four or five, like Croatians and Serbians. And Albanians 
I think it was, yeah, it was like, it was like five, it was like five of them. And, you know, after practice, man, these cats would be like, they'll swim and stuff after practice, you know, just to keep your body in shape and, and stay loose. Mm-hmm. But then certain days they will play um, water polo. So one day I'm, I, I, they asked me, they was like, hey man, do you swim? I was like, yeah. It's like, you want to uh, try to play water polo with us? I was like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I mean, I'm, ain't nothing to do in that small town. Like, Practice was over. I think it was on the weekend and we didn't have no games or the season may have, might not have started yet. Mm-hmm. So I meet them at the uh, the the swimming pool area and we like we hop in, you know, we pick teams and stuff. And I'm like, yo, what is this game? So it's basically like, you know, swimming water, swimming soccer mm-hmm. almost. But like they tackle you, um, yeah. you get held underwater. You like, yeah, man, I, I was so it. tired That's after the- playing that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was yes. unbelievable like i was i was way more tired from playing that you know just like 10 15 minutes of that compared to playing a whole basketball game which would be like you know 30 to 45 minutes and maybe an hour depending on fouls and overtimes and all that stuff but just like 10 minutes of playing water polo i was done i was like yo i don't want to play this no more and then like you getting tackled you like swallowing water you know you mm-hmm. could drown like i was like nah i'm good <laughs> but them cats man like and i can see now like how in shape they were and how strong like their lower bodies was in their backs and their arms is, you know, if you sit there and swim through that water and all that craziness, I can see how, man. So, and, and people know that swimming is like a great all around, like, you know, fitness. It's the best workout. And it's crazy because it's not so like, it's not bad on your knees. So that's why yeah. it's so great for you. Um, Because that's actually one of the sports that me and mom watched too th- during the Olympics. Because our uh, United States team, they're actually not bad. So um, that's actually nothing. But yeah, it get rough. Like they hold you underwater. They grab on you, pull on you, all of that. It's oh, definitely yeah. tough. And you know, you have to try it because you're swimming. And then you have yeah. to stay up. So it's, yeah, it's definitely a struggle, cool but it's exciting, though. <laughs> you say you're cool on that. Yeah. But you know, yeah. like, a swimmer's workout is one of the toughest workouts. Oh, because yeah. Because have to stay water, shape all year round. Like, when I did track, the swimmers used to actually do their summer workout or spring workouts while we did track. And I would just stand there and watch them. And I'd be like, whew. Oh yeah, no, that's I'm good. tough. And I'm they, good. you know, the stadium, like they used to run, run it up mm-hmm. and down, like for about 30, 45 minutes, nonstop. Just keep going, keep going. I'm like, oh yeah, y'all can have all of that. Yeah, forget that. <laughs> um, so if 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 you had, let's hit the re, let's hit the rewind button or the restart or refresh button, whatever you want, whatever button you want to call it, mm-hmm. and you could go back into time. As a young girl, like getting ready to get into sports, what sport would you pick and what sport like and when you pick this sport, like this is a sport you're going to really like put all your focus on and like in and be really serious about it. And like, like, you know, like you want to have that, you know, that dream of becoming a professional at that sport. Like, what would it be? Um, It definitely would have been um, shot put. Shot put? Okay. Yeah, right. definitely would have been shot put. Like at one point, dad even had me um training with the um with the guy out in North Carolina. I mean um North Canton. North Canton. Um, yeah. that actually uh went to the Olympics for it. So yeah, and I was on because like just freehanding, like literally just like doing my one two step and like throwing it, I could throw um 
the whole thing like 30 feet. Man. Just throwing it. And yeah, that place, wrong. because the men's was, and at this time, Jason, I'm 16. Huh. So, um, and that the men's was a 12. The girls, I want to say, was a 7, 8 in high school. I'm not sure if they put it up more. Because, you know, I was a weightlifter. Dad, just like he had y'all working out, Dad had me in the weight room lifting <laughs> when I was like 11, 12. So I've always been pretty strong and I've always been a weightlifter, which I actually enjoy. Like, um, so when it comes to like my weight loss and all of this, like it's not a thing of, um, being in the gym or working out because I don't have a problem with it. Like I actually enjoy going to lift weights. I actually enjoy doing my cardio um, and all of that. Um, so it really wasn't an issue for me. The biggest thing was just my weight and how to get it off. And a lot of times when it came to my weight, I like I was diagnosed so late Um like, for example, I was diagnosed with my thyroid um, disorder when I was 18. By that time, I'm well overweight. I was diagnosed with diabetes um, or my insulin insufficiency when I was 13. Yeah. So it's like a lot of people, they get that and they can tackle on to it when they're young. I was an adult when I thought out about my thyroids. And I still have to get yeah. that checked because when I was 21... I found out that I had nodules on my thyroid, which thank God they're not cancerous, but that's still something that I had to get checked because at any time that can change. So like I have several things that um I deal with with my weight loss. So it just came to a point where, you know, it's this it's not necessarily physical, it's mental for me because um you know, I was, if you don't know, I was going to get the weight loss surgery. Uh -huh. This was, um, I had made the decision that I was going to do it in 2018. And, um, in order to do that, like you have to meet certain things. Like you have to, they want you to lose at least 50 pounds before the surgery. Um, you have to keep a journal, a daily journal of the calories that you intake, of the your liquid intake and everything. Excuse me, and the type of insurance that I had, I had to do mine for nine months straight. Mm. So it came to a point where um, I, for the first time I had to quit, I forgot what happened. Um, I think I wasn't able to meet the meetings anymore because you had to meet, you had to come to the meetings and everything in order to keep up with it every month. And then I, um, about six months later, I got back into it and then I had to start all the way over. And then at this time, I, um, had to, um, get, I had to lose another 50 pounds, but like I was determined I had the right insurance and everything and I lost 90 pounds. And mm -hmm. like, so from, I had started the end of October and by 
the end of May, I had lost 95 pounds. Wow. And like, I was so determined and I was very disciplined because it was not easy. I ate no more than 1200 calories a day. I, um, drunk at least 64 to 80 ounces of water, um, a day. And it was like, you could literally see the weight just falling off of me. Like I had people just walking up to me like, nay, you lose the weight. Yeah, like, I remember that. Yeah, like it was crazy. Like I really was losing. Like my my clothes were falling off of me. It was crazy. And then it was to the point like, you know, even though I was losing weight, I think my body wasn't ready for it or used to it. It went into panic mode. Hmm. Like my blood pressure dropped really crazy. I started getting these dizzy spells. Um, my, um, cycle went haywire and I was just bleeding real crazy. So my body just was going like, oh no, oh no, um, abort, abort. And it scared yeah. me. Like it really scared me. So I thought, oh no, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. What is this? Like, and it, I, I got scared. So I'm like, yeah, maybe I need to chill because like I was so determined. I literally was going to the gym like six times a week. Workouts was about two hours a day, um, sometimes longer. If I didn't have to work or if I didn't have anything else to do, I was sticking. Like I literally had a schedule. I was meal prepping and everything, but it just was like, yeah, my body ain't ain't used to this, and I'm scared. <laughs> So um, at that point, I, you know, held back a little bit, but um, I'm back, you know, I'm back to more so um, doing my smoothies, just going to take it slow because really people don't really realize that when it comes to weight loss, weight loss is 80% of what you eat. The 20% is all physical with workouts and things like that. Like if you get your mind together and understand that you have to really focus on what you're putting in your body, then you will, you know, be um, a lot more successful. So I'm take, I'm doing vitamins. Like I'm making sure I do my medication. Um, like I have to take my iron because I also found out which uh, was causing a lot of my issues is that I'm chronic anemic. So, um, yeah. And I didn't find that out until I had got really sick. I had got, I was like really dizzy, um, and, uh, bleeding a lot. And I went to the hospital and they said that I was chronic anemic. Cause you know that like when I was younger, I had to get iron infusions as well. That's how mm -hmm. bad my iron, my iron has always been bad. And that was in, like middle school. So, um, apparently it had got even worse than that. So I had to really be like, okay, I need to, you know, do something. So that's why like I make sure I take my vitamins, um, um, like my iron, my vitamin D, my B12. I make sure I even take ginger um, for my digestive system because I also found out when I was um, going through my weight loss surgery that I have, um, oh, 
Pastelary gas gastrocentesis, I believe that's what it's called. It's basically where my stomach doesn't empty enough. The muscles around like the um my stomach, it doesn't empty. And that was another one of the tests that I had to take for my weight loss to the point where um even like me eating, you should be able to digest all of that within about four hours. Mine's was like five and a half hours or something like that. Dang. So, so what do you, uh... was, um, so that's why like, um, a lot of times I have bloating in my stomach and I can have some cramping and things like that, that goes on with me. Um, so I really have to, um, be careful of what I eat. And then also I don't have a gallbladder. I got my gallbladder taken out when I was in college. I was 19. So that's another thing that I have to be careful about. Um, so it's just a lot of things from literally from since I was born until now that I've had to deal with when it comes to weight. But, you know, I don't try to make excuses. I just try to, you know, do the best that I can with what I got. You know? That's all you can do, man. Um, and that's, that's, that's a lot going on. And obviously no one knows how to, you know, feel or react. Only you do, but you just got, you know, got to stay strong and continue on your journey and continue to uh, know that people, you know, are here to support you and help you out. And at the end of the day, it's just up to you to, you know, to do what you want to do and go about it how you want to go about it. You know, no one else can tell you what to do. It's, it's, It's on you. So, you know, I'm here to help in, you know, everybody's here to help you and, and get you and, and carry you along the way. So you'll do it. And sure. just like you did it before, you can definitely do it again. Um, Just okay. got to put your mind to it and, and get it done. Yeah, I'm definitely in a better headspace because, you know, growing up, being the, you know, I was I've been a big girl all my life. So growing up, not only having to deal with the health issues that I had, it was really, really bad with my confidence. Like it was. Yeah the point where um I was seeing a therapist about it, you know? Yeah. And picked on, um, not feeling a, um having the feeling of not being wanted, not being loved. And not from like family, it's just like my peers yeah. is basically what it was. So like now, you know, I'm posting pictures, you know, I have this confidence that people always tell me about how much they love and everything about that, but they don't understand how hard and how long it took for oh, me yeah, to have this. Like it, it was hard work. I, it really was hard work for me to be where I am. So when I, you know, throw something on like everything that I wear, I wear it because I know that I look good. It's something that I can see myself wearing and I know that I look good in it. So it's something like no matter what, I'm going to rock whatever I have and you can see how I'm feeling. So like I said, said, a lot of people can tell me, but yeah, it, it took a lot. They say that they just admire it. And, I, and 
it warms my heart because like I said, it took a lot for me to get to this point for sure. Cause you know, it was oh, yeah. a struggle. And it, it, it helped having, <laughs> it um, was a struggle. it helps having, um, and me and Sarah was just talking about this the other day. It helps having people, you know, other women who are going through the same journey as you, you know, like Lizzo, you know, she's, she's playing a flute twerking all the time. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> she'd be out here wilding and she do. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> she so, do. Hey, shout out to her. Cause you know, she like, like you said, man, it's just all about having that confidence and nobody else's opinion matters. If, if this is what you want to do and you feel good about it, then hey, more power to you. Do what you do, man. Don't matter what nobody else think or say. It's, it's you're a grown woman and you just go about your life how you want to go about it. Thank you. I appreciate that. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, 2020 is a wrap. And I've already said this. So 2021 is here, you know, mm -hmm. New Year. You know, everybody has New Year's resolution. So I'm not going to ask you a resolution because, in my honest opinion, everyone that says they got New Year's resolution never really goes through with it. No. So <laughs> I'll say 2021, what is like things that, I, I won't say your goals are like, what are you looking like? What are you most looking forward to or what do you want to accomplish or just get done or just try to change? Right. Yeah. Um, it's a few things that I want to do. Um, so far, like I, I work for, um, a durable medical equipment supplier and that was really <laughs> random because I work, it's an hour away from Canton. And the way that it happened was, you know, I was working at a job. I did not enjoy it at all. And there was no room for um, improvement or moving up anywhere. So um, a friend of mine, a coworker, she had moved up to Cleveland. And she was like, yeah, I got this job. They pay good. And I'm like, really? I'm like, I never heard of it. Well, what's the name? So she tell me, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay. Well, you know, look out, cause I'm I might be following you. <laughs> so it was just to the point where it was um, October, and I was just like, I don't want to do it no more. I'm done. <laughs> like I I oh, don't yeah. want to do this job anymore. It was stressful, and like I said, there was no room for like leveling up or anything like that. Yeah. So I randomly applied, randomly. It was <laughs> October. It was just like, okay, if I get it, cool. That's awesome. If not, all right, it's not meant to be. Because was I really prepared to drive an hour up there and then an hour back after work? Not at all. <laughs> but I was like, hey, what do I have to lose? So I applied and literally... Within 24, 48 hours, I got a call back, set up the interview, and I killed that interview, killed it. Like, literally, the next day, they called me offering a job, and I'm like, ah, oh, dang, <laughs> I got to drive all the way to Twinsburg. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been great. Like, literally, I um, moved up so fast because I started off just being a regular, um, you know, order status um, person. But I since I started December 9th and it was literally I got promoted every three months. That's what's up. So I started in December and 
I made it to um, the position of it's a billing order status, which is like in this department is the highest position you can have other nice. than being a team lead or a supervisor. And I did that in less than a year. Man. So like, and I've already been talking to my supervisor about where I can go next. Cause now if I can't go anywhere within this department, it's time to go to a completely different department. So that's oh, where yeah. my focus is right now Okay. to get up and move because my, my, company that I work for is huge actually like we have so many different companies even abroad like different countries it's over it's close to about 70,000 people worldwide um and there's like 20 different departments hmm. dang that's crazy so it's people that's been there for 12 years right it's people that's been there for 12 years and they're like yeah i'm still not bored i've been in six departments <laughs> so i'm like Man. what six departments so and it's to the point where like i'm the type of person where i want to keep learning i want to keep advancing i want to learn everything that i possibly can to further myself so that's where I am now. And it's a specific position that I'm trying to get into. I'm just waiting for um opening um, where it'll be a billing analyst. So uh, that's what I'm hoping for. Hoping for about June, early fall, um, because I'm actually still learning because I've only been in this position that I'm in um, since the end of October. So I'm still learning a lot because, like I said, I moved very fast. I got promoted every three months. So really, I only had like about two and a half months in each in each position. So I'm still learning a lot, which I'm a fast learner. I've always been a fast learner. That's how I got promoted so quickly and everything. But that's one of the things I want to do. Um, I also want to go back to school as well, but I'm in um, a position. I haven't really quite um, figured out what route I'm going to go to because I'm about 90 um, credits in. So you know to get your bachelor's, you only need about 120 credits. So mm -hmm. I literally have 30 more credits for my bachelor's. So I've been trying to decide if I want to just dive right in and get my um, health administrator's bachelor's, which you get that with your experience and any other your credentials. You can run a whole establishment. Like I could run a whole clinic or anything like that. Or if I just want to, because I got my associates when I was uh, in 2015. So it's been almost six years since I graduated. So I haven't taken a class. I haven't written a paper. I haven't done anything. So I'm like, maybe I just want to, you know, put my, you know, big toe in the water just for right now and take a couple of classes so I'm not overwhelmed because I would still be a full time, you know, I would be working full time as well. So that's what I'm currently doing right now, just thinking, but I definitely will be going back to school this year um, once I figure out which route I'm going to take. Because I already know what I want to do, which with both um, routes, I would be I would end up getting the same type of degree 
It's just what route I want to take at this time. But that's another thing that I want to do. And then other than that, you know, um, I'm just want to continue to travel. Because, you know, we from a small town and I know a lot of people want to get out. But I actually enjoy being in a more low-key or rather live in a more of a low-key place and environment. I'm a person that likes to actually go visit the busy cities and um see the biz like the cultures and different things like that. So I actually it's like the best part of traveling for me. Because if I live in a big city and everything is already there, like really the only thing I would be getting away from it. So that's what I really want to do. I just want to travel more. Of course be careful with you know COVID. Always um thank God you know no one in the family has um got that. But yeah that's definitely another thing that I want to do more is just travel, meet new people. Um, you know, I'm in a relationship now, so it was just going pretty good. Uh, I actually, I've known him for a couple of years. We met back in 2017. So, um, yeah, so we've just been traveling, um, enjoying each other's um, company, pushing each other, motivating each other. Like we're really each other's best, you know, um, person, you know, we just, so it's really been, it's been great. And I'm really just looking forward to a really great year. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's definitely the plan, man. Um, you know, like you said, you're in a relationship. Kudos to that. And Thank you. <coughs> excuse me. And, you know, just with work, continuing to move up throughout the company. That's always the plan. You're in school. So it sounds like, you know, you got it all figured out, you know. And Hi. we're 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 just here, you know, to help and be alone on a journey and 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 see you through it. So I definitely am happy for you. And excited to see where where everything goes and, and, and it takes you. So that's definitely exciting for me. You know, at, we're all like growing up, you know, we're all going our different routes and doing different things, you know. So that's definitely I'm always excited to see what my brothers and sisters are doing and what they're we're, we're about to start doing or what they're changing doing. So I'm excited about that. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, very excited. I'm excited about all of you guys. You with your new adventures and your podcast. This is awesome. Amazing. Um, and then you know, Sarah getting ready for, you know, the new edition, which I'm yep. so excited. <laughs> yep. I'm so excited. April I'm just like, oh man. Yes. I'm so yep. excited and I'm so happy. For you two, like I really am, and then Bullseye about to get a sibling. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so 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 happy for you guys. Yeah, so, oh, you're welcome. And finally, Daddy, little girl. Oh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> little girl. I, I called it though. Sarah, Sarah didn't want to believe me. She, 
I was like, man, I'm gonna have all girls watch. I mean, if, if <laughs> we have girls. multiple kids, I can just see it. It's just gonna be all girls. Like, you know, every dad wants a boy, but I'm happy with girls. I'm happy with whatever. Oh yeah. Whatever. Oh yeah. But, yeah and so, that's yeah. the pro- funny thing is, that's how dad was. Dad wanted girls first before he had a boy. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. he got it because he got his mini yeah. me. Oh man, oh man. This guy for real. Man. man, they work together and they hurt together right now. Yeah, these guys be hurt together. Work together. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm man, like, oh, so life, you know, man. man, just like it's hilarious. Mm. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, everything is great. So you, Jawan, Jerome, you know, Jerome. I talked to him once in a blue moon. And y'all talked to him guy. a lot more than me and my dude. Jerome, he's hilarious. Yeah, but guy. um I actually me uh Kirby, my boyfriend, we actually went up there. We went to Michigan last year, um, for I Labor Day week. Yeah, we went to go see Jerome. He that was his first time meeting Jerome. And it was cool. Jerome being Jerome. But um, yeah, so you know him, Naya. Everybody, everybody gonna have babies now. I'm the last yep. one staying there. Yep, don't rush. Don't rush. Oh, I'm not, not yep. at all. I, I got a few <laughs> more years for sure. Yep. Trust me. But um, we, we, yeah, we everybody's about... gonna be thirty this year and up. Oh yeah, yep. y'all getting Dang, old. Everybody is. Yeah, I, sometimes I forget how old I am. I, yeah, I y'all get old. I'm freaking thirty-three. Be thirty-four <laughs> in May. Sarah's gonna be what? Yeah. 32 didn't she this might month? be 31. 31. Yeah, 31, 31, 31, 31, yeah. See, I don't even know her yeah, age. You know. I, don't, I don't know nobody's age. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just great, great things ahead of us, ahead of us all. So I'm excited for the year. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, hey, Nay, man, I definitely appreciate you hopping on the call with me, man. This. You know, this, this podcast <laughs> is, uh, you know, is be- definitely new to me and I'm just kind of just finding my way throughout every interview that I do and, you know, trying to figure out people to interview and just different, um, you know, different life experiences that everyone goes through that maybe I didn't know. Like, see, I didn't even know about Boots. So now I'm going to start calling you Boots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> boots. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So definitely appreciate you having I mean, having the time to, to talk with me, um, you know, uh, 2021, it's going to be a great year for everybody, you know, leaving COVID behind and, and just looking on to bigger and better things moving forward. So love you, sis. Uh, you know, I'm always here for you. Whatever you need, I'm here. I got you. So that's Thank it. You, Awesome. Yeah. Love you too, man. You be All good. Right. All right. You All too. Right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>